0: One, o one.
1: Welcome back, ladies, gentlemen, and everybody in between uh, to another exciting installment of Bands, Beers and Buzzwords, the only show where you talk about your favorite music and I try to get you drunk to So I am your host, John Pagliasotti. And
2: I'm here, Andrew Schultz. What an exciting day. We've got a, uh, a special co-host and it's me today. And, that's uh, right i'm just yes. here to cause mayhem to be honest
1: that's perfect man i love it we uh schultzy is back this time in the co-pilot seat not the hot seat and uh you know we decided to write like a little uh, anime arc into Van's version buzzwords here uh so we're bringing the guy from the first episode back so he returns now And uh, Schultz now has a he has a cool scar and a way outfit and he's glowing with some sort of uh, new power that he discovered while he was away. So there there you go.
2: We all know that I died at the end of the first episode. And and so I I went to some uh, (laughs) some other planet to train in the afterlife and uh, get new powers and come back stronger than ever.
1: He's back, exactly. While we've been toiling away here. Um, It sounds like there's another voice on the stream here. Are we uh, getting our our signals crossed with somebody here, Schultz? I believe we have a guest. Oh, we have a guest today. Who is this?
3: Hey, everyone.
1: (laughs) What up? Guys, this is Emily. She is the newest addition to the Redefining Records team. So uh, Schultz, and I thought... What better way to join the team than uh, put her through some sort of hazing ritual that involves drinking <laughs> and music? So uh, here we are. Uh, Emily is our guest today. Emily, what uh, what album are you talking about today?
3: Ooh, yeah. So we're going to be talking about the Slow Rush, Tame Paula's album, I believe is the fourth one. I want to say it's the fourth one. I, I love Tame Paula, so listen to it all.
1: There you go. I like it. Um Sweet, I'm stoked to get into that. Uh, but first, we have a little music news. Or actually, before we do music news, we should probably plug uh, everything, huh? Yeah. Okay. You better. So, you better plug the brand, John. <laughs> plug the brand. I've been good about it. You have, been, you have been. I've been pretty good about it. Okay. Yes, this is, uh, like I said, a redefining records, uh, podcast. Uh, so go check out redefining records, uh, online on the internet or on it, Instagram do it, do or it. anywhere. Uh, you can find Schultz's podcast, uh, sounds for thought too. That is kind of the uh, sister pod to this one. Uh, and then, uh, what, is my, what is my name on Instagram? I'm Delta Dagger Music. You should follow me. I will post updates for this podcast there. Uh, and, of course, while you're at it, go ahead and follow, like, and subscribe, everything, you know. Are we going to have a Patreon soon?
2: Um, probably, you know, at least probably within the next week
1: to year.
2: Okay. To, to 12 years, maybe. Maybe okay. in the next 12 years, there'll be a Patreon.
1: Well, this podcast episode probably won't be out till then anyway so that works <laughs> uh <laughs> emily where can we find you online
3: Ooh, uh you can find me on instagram at c emily play so three y's three e's and uh yeah honestly i don't really want to share any of my other socials so that's the one to follow
1: good i've I, I long feel that fuck social media <laughs> actually no don't fuck social media social media is great follow us on all of them okay yeah just
2: every, all the other social media that is not you know our content sucks but other, yeah, but our content it, is great
1: In fact, if you want to do us a real solid, if you've already followed us on all your social medias, you could start by unfollowing all the other podcasts that you currently (laughs) follow, too. uh, I don't know if that would really help us, but it would just feel great um, if you did that. So get on that. All right. Let's talk about music news. Music news. Music news okay um music news today uh this is actually huge news man um the cdc has said that uh if you are an adult and you are fully vaccinated you don't have to wear a mask anymore so why is that music news means we can go to concerts again man so yeah this is like the biggest news I, i don't think we've recorded a single episode of this podcast uh without some kind of a mask mandate in place. Is that right?
2: I think that's true. Yeah. This podcast started, you know, right in the, right in the middle of the pandemic.
1: Right in the thick of it. It, uh, it, it made me think about actually something that you wrote on the blog Schultz. Uh, I forget the exact name of the article, but, uh, you'll have to remind me, but it was about like, uh, you know, would you rather go see, a uh, brand new band that you had never seen before, or would you rather go see like a band that you've already seen a bunch of times and you love? Uh, You know what I'm talking about?
2: Yes, that was a little piece I did a couple months ago because of the depression that came with the pandemic and not being able to go to live shows. I was just thinking about going to live shows. And like John said, it was a little just kind of hypothetical, philosophical debate about whether you'd prefer to see a brand-new band with no expectations, possibly find your next favorite band, or if you want to go see a band you know and love where you can sing along to the lyrics and have a great time, but you're not going to be, like, surprised by anything, you know?
1: Right. So, I mean, we're here, man. The day has come. So what do you think? Where does Where does Schultz stand right now on that issue? Ooh, what a great question.
2: You know, I got to say... I think right now I'm ready to discover some new music. So I've been in a in a new music discovery kind of binge lately, the last few weeks for me. So I'd like to go out and just go see a local band. I'm in Seattle now. Haven't haven't gone to any shows since I moved here. I'd like to just go see a cool up and coming local Seattle band that I've never heard of.
1: Hell yeah, dude! Go see the next uh, Sonic Youth or Jimi Hendrix or uh, something like that. Emily, what about you? What do you think? Where do you stand on that issue? Who are you most excited to see now?
3: Ah, uh, so many people, but um, one okay. So I really wanted to see K. Trinada, but unfortunately, he canceled his San Francisco show even after like people started rescheduling their shows. But I believe he's going to be going to Outside land I'm in San Francisco, so. Hopefully we'll be able to snatch a ticket and, uh, and go see. So definitely more on the side of singing along with an artist that I already know and love.
1: Nice. I dig it. Well, uh, I got to stop you. You hit our first buzzword of the day.
2: (laughs) 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 There's
1: an air horn. (laughs) Yeah. We put like an air horn effect in there. It's super cool. Um, (laughs) Yeah, So the first buzzword was, uh, what was it? Mention a music festival. So you mentioned Outside Lands. That was actually one of Schultz's. Yeah, that's one of mine. uh, Schultz has contributed a couple buzzwords here. And uh, basically the way this works for all the new listeners tuning in, uh, I have a list here of 20 buzzwords. These are words, phrases, uh, cliches, tropes uh, that I'm going to be trying to bait Emily into saying (laughs) every time she says one, uh, she has to take a drink um and she's not gonna know what the words are uh me and Schulte or I guess just me huh you don't know Schulte uh I'll cut right here and uh tell the listeners at home what they are again Emily's not gonna know them until the very end (laughs) until she gets one so uh let's cut now this week's buzzwords are mention a music festival refer to Tam and Paula as they speak French Say that something is the best or greatest ever. Use an onomatopoeia. Talk about your middle school music taste. Call something experimental. Recite lyrics. Mention a band you used to be in. Refer to an album made post-1990 as a record. Use the phrase ahead of its time. Mention pop music. Name a specific guitar. Say that something is cliche. Say the word drink say the word vintage, mention disco, talk about jazz, say mainstream, call something psychedelic, and end a sentence with I don't know. All right, welcome back. Those are the buzzwords uh, for the week. Uh, So now you as the listener are omniscient. You know everything. Again, Emily does not. Uh, So that's part of the fun. Uh, Emily, remind us again one more time what album you're doing.
3: Yeah, so we're doing Tame Impala's "The Slow Rush."
1: The slow rush. It's a little bit of a contradictory title, isn't it? How can you oh, slow yeah. and rushing?
3: <laughs> that's just kind of what time is, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's true, man. It's like you're 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 either moving real fast or you're going real slow, and it's all it's you know the seconds just keep ticking away. Hey, I was gonna ask you something actually. That reminds me of a Pink Floyd lyric. But uh, is your Instagram handle, is that a Pink Floyd reference? See how (laughs) play?
3: Yes, it is. It is.
1: Oh, wow. So you're into like uh, early, like, uh, you know, Sid Barrett era Pink Floyd, huh?
3: Oh, yeah. Well, okay. So I can't say I'm like a huge, huge fan, but I do like Pink Floyd. And I thought that, I don't know, just having a a song titled with my name in it, I thought that that was really cool. And I also thought that that was a really cool song. So that's why I, I switched my handle to that.
1: That's awesome. I love that. We got to get some Pink Floyd on this podcast at some point, but that's awesome. We're done. We're not talking about Pink Floyd today. We're talking about Tame <laughs> and Paula. Love it. Um, before we jump in, why don't you tell us who you are and why should we trust you?
3: Yeah, so uh, my name is Emily and I went to school with these two. Actually didn't meet John until pretty much like right now. Probably saw each other at a band party at some point. But um, yeah, I was in a band with Schultze for like a few months, really not a long time at all. But um, yeah, I definitely feel like a part of the band. Uh, remind us again, Schultz, what the name of the band is.
2: Well, you, you're the best at giving the, uh, the, proper,
3: <laughs> <laughs> the
2: proper pronunciation. So I, I, I can't even pronounce our name, to be honest.
3: All right, so Americans call us Frisian, but uh, the French who would know how to say it, uh, Frisson <laughs> in French, uh, is the name of what the band that I was in and met Schultz-y, uh through that. And, and And
2: she was instrumental in our band. Really, we were not a band without her, I gotta say.
3: Well, I think it was just, it was all the groupies that I brought along definitely made our... Our band party is a lot of fun.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I need to I need to hear this. I didn't know this side of Frisian. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <No>. <laughs> well, you gotta um we gotta get her for uh
1: at least one buzzword there. There were two actually, there was right? Two there. Oh yeah. god. So uh, yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um yes, mention a band you used to be in is one. And uh speak in French is number two. That was one that mm-hmm. Schultz contributed, so uh good stuff there um what did what did you play in the band
3: uh mainly the cowbell (laughs) (laughs) and uh i sang a little bit did some female background vocals
1: nice nice that's awesome yeah that's uh that's all good stuff it did uh aiden get his love of the cowbell from you emily
3: I definitely I mean he he had the love for it before me but I think I definitely brought more of just you know the potential that the cowbell has
1: yeah you you elevated it you took it to a new level huh
3: mm-hmm. yeah <laughs>
1: that's awesome how many how many this is funny because uh <coughs> excuse me I swear to god I don't have COVID I got the shot on Wednesday <laughs> Um, I was just putting things into my body last night that are making me cough. Today. Okay, so, so that's. that's I'd <laughs> like
2: to. I'd like to clear the air because this is one of the questions I was going to bring up before we started recording. But John, what did you do last night? You're clearly, you must be hungover, or uh, yeah, something. Yeah. I know you. Um, you're, you're hungover so- right
1: now. Be honest with the audience. I'm extremely hungover right now. That's the honest truth. I, I'm I'm glad you picked up on that. Basically, <laughs> uh, last night I went out because um, I'm vaccinated now. I went out to um, <clears throat> Cassidy's uh, down on the Balboa Peninsula here, also known as uh, Tragedies and Catch a Disease. <laughs> um, beautiful establishment, total dive bar uh, down there on the peninsula. Just an absolute institution of of Newport Beach here, and uh, I was there uh drinking and doing some other things too that i uh <laughs> i will plead the fifth on those but uh i'll just say that uh i'm i'm hungover and i'm coughing a little bit today so there you go <laughs> that's all i asked for
2: i just want some honesty that's it yeah
1: you know. <clears throat> yeah that's it, it man so that's what i was up to last night have you guys gotten your shots yet
3: Yes, yeah. I'm actually, like, it's been about a month now since I've been fully vaccinated. Got the the J&J before they paused it on the world. <laughs>
1: oh, nice. And yeah. I, I
3: survived.
1: That's good. You made it. At least you've survived so far. <laughs> I got the J&J as well. It was super sick. The uh, one they, one. like, exactly, one and done. They cut me to the front of the line. <clears throat> I was out here at the OC Fairgrounds to get it. There were probably 100 people in line. And some dude was like, hey, if you're getting J&J follow me and he just cut me past the whole line and sat me down at a table it was beautiful it's wonderful great experience
2: nice yeah i got the moderna uh two-parter and i just got my second shot this past tuesday so i don't know i guess i'm technically not fully 100% vaxxed until what like two weeks after that shot i don't know what the science is but but i've gotten all my shots and uh I had some gnarly side effects i got sick as fuck i got like a 101 fever uh, oh, nice. from the shot so it was, little, it was a little rough but now we're over that we're we're through through the thick of the woods and we're feeling good and and i'm vaxxed
1: there you go vaxxed and waxed baby Damn. they uh they actually did both those services for me at the same location i don't know if they <laughs> offer that to you guys but <clears throat> anyways good stuff uh Emily, let's talk about Tame Impala. We're talking Slow Rush today. Uh, you said you're a big fan of Tame Impala and uh, all of the uh, discography there. What made you choose this album in particular?
3: I thought that it'd be a really interesting album to explore just because there are a lot of you know things in there that you need to look into the lyrics and really try to figure out what it is he's talking about. I've also come to find that sometimes I don't even really understand what he's saying until I read the lyrics because his accent. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I thought that it'd be really interesting to talk a little bit about time and just yeah the the kind of how different it is from like his previous albums too. And since this was also one that came out just before the pandemic hit, I thought that it'd be cool to to discuss.
1: Yeah yeah I feel that um so yeah, tell us about the timing of this record then when when exactly did this come out?
3: yeah, so it came out February fourteenth of twenty twenty so Valentine's Day, kind of wondering whether there's meaning behind that, but um yeah so it's it's a little bit over a year old now
1: nice yeah, and it's it's interesting, you're right. It came out just before the pandemic um It's really interesting, like, the very first song on there, One More Year, um, when I put that on, uh, you know, in my most recent listen to this album, uh, it had such a new meaning to me, you know? Um, I listened to this when it very first came out, and uh, I listened to it again, Uh, Schultz did a review of it, and I listened to it for that, but... I noticed this time, like on this listen through that song, that very first track really stood out to me. And it was uh, almost so prophetic, you know, like, uh, like you mentioned the passing of time and stuff. Um, And and it was just so uh, prescient for this moment in history, right? It's like, we look back over the last year, and there were so many times where, at least for me, I was sitting there going, wow, okay, well, you know, things are crazy right now. But uh, give it a year, give it one more year, and uh, maybe we'll be out of this thing, right? And it, mm-hmm. I think it wound up lasting, what, about 14 months or thereabouts? I mean, uh, is that something you picked up on too?
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. It's so crazy, like, first hearing the song and then now kind of looking back and thinking, like, so I guess the reason why he had put this song out was because it had taken him a year to make the album and that there were some setbacks and and he had to kind of, like, put off its release until a little bit later. But, um, yeah, I kind of think that that's how, like, we've been living our our lives this past year is just kind of being like, oh, you know, this is a setback, but we'll, like, get back to it once things, you know, clear up and we feel like we can get back out there and be doing what we had paused during this time. So, yeah, definitely, like, a big impact, I think, like, a whole new meaning to this album.
1: Yeah, it and it, it it's cool too. It's like good music, um, to me at least, or good lyrics rather, should uh fit like a multitude of moments. You know, it's like it, mm-hmm. it gives it kind of a timeless quality. Um, it's it's something I really appreciated on this. Uh, listen through. Um, do you want to jump in and uh, start going through the tracks? Like maybe we just started on that one. We could run through them.
3: Yeah, sure. So you want me to just kind of go through. The different songs on the album and and kind of what they mean or like maybe a little background or
1: exactly however you want to do it we could just take it one by one and you know give us a snapshot of what what do they sound like what do they mean yeah just whatever you want to say about it
3: okay yeah, I mean, I think that like when I was doing like an analysis on this album, I definitely was looking more into the lyrics than I had ever done before. A lot of times when I listen to music, it's more just about like the instrumentals and and that and like, you know, his voice too, but I never really did a deep dive of like the meaning behind a lot of these songs. So um, yeah, I actually have some notes that I took just about like a few different things um, just to add a little bit more onto the one more year song so um one of the setbacks that he faced was that there was a fire at his airbnb in malibu and he had lost a lot of his things in the fire also think a little bit about like during this time when australia was also on fire um so he's from out there and there was a lot of uh a lot of things in this album that i think he kind of um He relates back to like environmental changes and just kind of how like, you know, time is slipping us and how we aren't necessarily able to, you know, do anything about our past, but we can change the future. And uh, one thing I really liked about this song, though, was like the what he refers to as the Gregorian robot choir that he has in this in this particular song. Um, I don't know if you guys that's kind of one of my favorite things about this one. (laughs) yeah
1: super interesting it has that like huge kind of tremolo effect and and pitch shifty octave thing going on how how would you describe that i think gregorian chant is actually such a great way to describe that (laughs) how how would you describe that just sonically just a snapshot for someone who's never heard it it's like uh (laughs) <laughs> good for you um, Emily that's honestly
2: <laughs> yeah I could not do it better myself honestly
3: <laughs> I mean there's definitely like five different harmonies happening right there I could not put that into the one voice
1: <laughs> yeah
3: also can't really hear myself in the headphones so definitely like probably sounded terrible right there
1: but no, what I'll do, <laughs> what I'll do for you, Emily, I'll I'll take that uh, snippet and I'll I'll pitch shift it and throw some effects on it for you and make oh, it amazing. Sensitive. Okay, Lo-
3: <laughs> love to hear that.
1: <laughs> um, I do have to get you though. Uh, recite lyrics is one of the buzzwords.
3: Ah, okay. Cheers. <laughs> All right, cheers. Oh, by the way, I'm drinking a Maine and Vine wine spritzer. It's a blood orange mango, and oh, it is damn. 95 calories. So I have two over here because I knew that. I would be saying a lot of these buzzwords. <laughs>
2: that sounds that delicious. sounds really good. Yeah, I'm drinking an Elysian Space Dust IPA, uh, just rep in Seattle.
1: Oh, bro, nice. those will fuck you up, man. <laughs>
2: oh yeah, they're like eight percent <laughs> or so. They're they're fantastic.
1: Yeah, man, that's like the uh, that's the big boy. That's like the the Magnum, you know. Uh, I'm drinking the exact opposite of that. I'm drinking a Corona Premier. Uh, it's only 3.5 percent alcohol, uh, but it's 2.6 grams of carbs, which means it's keto friendly. So uh, I can I can drink it.
0: You're a keto <laughs> guy.
1: I'm a keto guy. That's right. Uh, I've been doing that on and off for the last year, and uh, I freaking love it, man. It actually, I feel great. That's I feel good. really good. Can I, I don't feel great you... like right this second, but uh, you know, normally <laughs> I, I feel great. Yeah, when you're not on <laughs> Let
2: yeah. me ask you. Let me ask you a question. How much bacon do you eat?
1: uh actually not that much um i do eat bacon uh but the the thing with keto is it's like you know you can have fats uh but you want to do like good fats so it's more like i I eat more like avocado than bacon that's good
2: i just feel like every keto recipe i've seen on like uh the internet pop-up was like wrap everything in bacon substitute bread for bacon substitute everything (laughs) for bacon and uh well, I'm glad to hear you're not eating too much bacon. Cause I, I was, I was honestly kind of skeptical about keto, but just hearing you say that it's working for you, you know, I could, I can get on board.
1: Yeah, it's like you, you can't just eat a shit ton of bacon. Like that, that's kind of what I thought it was when I started. Was like, oh, I'm just gonna eat like bacon and eggs for every meal, or like steak and eggs or something. But that gets old pretty fast, man. Like you gotta, you gotta eat your veggies, you know. So,
2: well, that's that's good. I'm glad you're feeling good.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Emily, what fad diet are you on right now? <laughs>
3: uh, uh, I'm on the eat whatever I want diet. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. Live your life. It's summer. We're all free now. Eat whatever you want. I agree with that. I like that. Um, dope. Let's talk about instant destiny.
3: Okay. So, yeah. One thing about this song, I definitely think that, Uh, there's this recurring theme to Tame Impala and like this album in particular, where he's kind of just like doubtful about, you know, commitment and like being with someone forever. Um, It seems like he talks about a lot of like, let's just see how this goes. And uh, I think in particular in this one, he's trying to figure out like his future really quickly because, you know, he talks about, I'm going to have to drink for this but he's talking about doing something crazy and this is really out of character for him to kind of just be like okay I'm going to make all these plans because you know I've been putting them off for so long and I've really just not been doing the like he's not been walking the walk so much so um yeah I think this idea of like making something permanent uh, and that he's like finally ready for something permanent is kind of uh Indicative of how like much he's grown since his last album. Uh, if you guys know Currents, I think that that was kind of more like a a breakup album, like definitely like kind of a little bit more on the angsty side. And this kind of shows like his maturity and like seeing that he can, you know, make make up his his uh, whatever his dream is. He can fit like his love life into it. That's kind of just what I've I've picked up from this song. What do you guys think?
1: Yeah, I I feel that as well. Um definitely yeah, you you're right. His uh, chorus of like do something crazy a little bit out of character uh for Mr. Kevin here. <laughs> um <laughs> He yeah he's normally a little bit more of a sad boy, um, which I think he like kind of got out of on currents to an extent, uh, but like this album especially I, I think I, I like your comparison of this whole sound and this whole record to currents. It's like this one's like way more mellow. I, I think you're right. He does seem a bit more like sure of himself and sure of his sound and sure of his musical direction. Um, currents was sick because he got to just kind of like blow up and do something totally different than his first two records. Um, uh, but it, I don't know, I, at least for me, it, it caught me off guard. I'm a sucker for like inner speaker and uh lonerism. I really, really like those records. Um, so Currents was a little bit off putting to me. Um, I think this album though, it's like, I'm a little more used to it and it's a bit more palatable for me. Like his new sound, I, I think he's honed in on it. And I've also had time to kind of, uh, accept it and, and get into it um so i i think it really works on this album i think you're right
2: you know it's interesting you say those things john because i feel like i feel like you know there's fans like you there's a lot of fans like you who really appreciate the early stuff the more guitar based rock and stuff but Obviously, Kevin Parker really wanted to make pop music. Like he this is what he wanted to do was make some pop music that's fun to dance to, and like you can play at festivals. And I think on Currents, he was like, he made that, but he was really worried about fans like you. Like he didn't want to upset (laughs) the old fans. Whereas and I think on this album it was not that. I think he let his inhibitions go. And he's like, you know what, this is what I want to do. Even if it's not what I used to be, like some people are gonna be upset. I'm gonna commit to it fully and uh just lean into it and i feel like it got kind of a better response from people like you like you just said where you you sort of bought into it a little more
1: yeah yeah i, I think i think that's probably right i i think yeah maybe it's because he's kind of like honed his sound it's i don't know like maybe musician to musician i can kind of feel when when someone's faking it or not necessarily faking it but uh what you say about like his inhibitions yeah like maybe, fully committed
2: he's just yeah. like. um you know, doing what he wants without kind of holding back. Whereas, I mean, I really like Currents too, but I think you could hear just that he was willing to kind of experiment in a different way on this album and kind of try things. And I don't know. I think it just kind of came off in a more positive vibe, even though I like Currents, but.
1: Yeah, th- this is a pretty positive album. I should say too, Emily, do you want to do you want to uh, give us a quick primer on uh, Mr. Kevin Parker? We've we've kind of mentioned him a couple times. Do you want to give us a little quick little bio on him or something?
3: <laughs> uh, honestly, I don't know too much about like his personal life, but um I do know that he's like the creative genius behind Tame Impala. He does have like a band, but he really is the one that does all the songwriting and just like you know, putting together all the arrangements for his music. And uh he's been around for a while, but I think has been picked up by like, you know, people our age and maybe like a little bit older more recently, I would say. Especially with currents, I think that's kind of where people, you know, uh like he would became more mainstream. But yeah, he's he's from Australia. I think he's from Western Australia.
1: And, oh, interesting.
3: Yeah, I did see something about how he has a home studio, like in a city in Western Australia.
1: Nice. Well, uh, say mainstream and mention pop are both, both <laughs> I'll <look
3: back>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll take two big, big sips
1: then. <laughs> two big sips. I'll drink lighter, right along with you here. A little uh, hair of the dog, right?
2: Oh
3: yeah. He, <laughs>
2: Kevin Parker's from Perth. Earth Australia. Okay, yeah.
1: Is that Western Australia? It is. Yeah, that is. Oh, nice. Yeah, Western Australia. I had a buddy, actually. I, I lived with an Australian guy for a little while uh, in IB. And uh, he was from, you know, the east coast of Australia, where the majority of people are. Mm. Uh, but then he, like, went and got a job out west. And he was saying it's like you're in the middle of nowhere. But I guess he was making really good money. And it's really beautiful out there. So, yeah, interesting uh, place to be from, you know.
2: Yeah, it's a weird wow. country, because, like, it's a large sort of landmass, but nobody lives in the middle. It's like you sort of just, there's a few scattered cities along the edges, and so I think their population is not even that high. And they're kind of tucked in the corner of the earth, like, it's sort of out of the way, but it's a really interesting place.
1: Mm-hmm. It they is. is. They're, uh, they're just down there making it happen, man. Down under, the down under. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! Um, I'll have to cut in a little snippet of that song. song we
2: that. have to. I want to hear the whole. I want to hear the whole song right there.
1: Yeah, we'll all. I'll boys, boys to men. Boys uh, to men. Men, men at work. Men at
2: work. That's what it is. <laughs> men no at not work. Boys to men. Definitely not boys to man.
1: Boys to men. No men at work. Uh, men at work. That's actually a great song, man. I I love that song, yeah. I I was uh, bumping that on the way home from work the other day. I just put that shit on. It was Friday. I was like feeling good. I put on a little uh, Land Down Under. So
0: good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, What were we talking about? Okay. I I don't know. know. Let's talk about... Tame (laughs) Impala. All right. They should have... Hey, have you guys ever seen an emu before? This is a little off topic, but I was thinking... Have you seen one? Yeah where did you see it
3: I actually so I went to like before the pandemic in November I went to Australia for two weeks and I got to see an emu over there at like a sanctuary for animals and I also went to the zoo too so I I wanted to say the sanctuary first but yeah I've (laughs) I've seen a a couple emus
1: (laughs) that's awesome what what did you think of them
3: they're very scary and big and they also it's so weird to see them like stand up when they're like sitting down just because they have just you know two legs and and they kind of wobble around really funny
0: yeah I, but they right. look really
3: they look really soft though i know that like emu i don't know emu stuff to wear was a thing way back when
1: Oh, I see. Yeah, they, they are very, uh, they have like very nice soft looking feathers. Did you see any ostriches?
3: I don't remember, but I do, I can like see an ostrich in my, in my mind right now.
1: Okay, <laughs> I think, I think ostriches are from like Africa. I don't think they're from Australia, but mm. I, I only bring it up because one of my favorite places on earth is Ostrichland, which is in Buellton, California. Oh. They have uh, emus and ostriches there. And uh, the emus, I thought were very nice because I would I would feed the emus out of my hand. They let you <laughs> feed them, and they give you a little pan to feed them. But I would feed them out of my hand, and they were nice. They would like just eat the little thing right out of my hand. The fucking ostriches, though, oh my god, like they were scary. They're so big. They're like eight feet tall, and like they just like you you hold out the pan, and they just fuck that thing up. They're like bam bam bam, I'm, uh-huh. like fucking aggressive. They're so scary. Oh my god. Anyways, there you go. This has been emu. Our <laughs> <laughs> um dude, let's talk about the uh the big banger off of this album. I think that's the next track here. Borderline. Let's talk about it. What does it sound like? What do we think of Borderline?
3: Oh yeah. I think when this first came out, I thought it was like a really fun, funky um Well also I maybe be I might be confusing it with Patience just because those both came out like mm-hmm. as singles. Right. But um yeah, I think that it's it's a fun one. Um, it's interesting though that it comes right after instant destiny because it's almost kind of like he regretted being impulsive because he's talking about like taking something too far and I'm like okay well dude you just like wanted to do something crazy why are you now saying that like you know this is this isn't like this is borderline like not a good thing
1: (laughs) yeah it's interesting and it's I think that like kind of like ties back into his previous songwriting like i feel like that's the kevin parker we all know and love like he's uh very un- unsure of himself and and kind of questioning and second guessing <laughs> so it's kind of like interesting to see this like uh you know as opposed to like that sentiment encapsulated in one song uh he he spreads that sentiment out over two songs that have to be heard kind of back to back um to get that picture so again maybe a, a-, a- A a nod to his more mature songwriting and and kind of composition uh at this point i don't know what do you you think about that
2: yeah as um as emily mentioned this was a a single kind of before the album came out and the i know that the version of borderline on the album is actually different than the Mm -hmm. single he like remixed it and and like changed he like punched up the baseline and stuff, and, and changed it up a bit, which is so indicative of that, uh, you know, hesitancy to <laughs> do anything and commit to anything
1: bro uh funny little aside uh i forget what it was but you included uh my cover of your song in like some podcast we did together and i remember uh, yeah the recap the recap yeah that's what it was okay and i remember when you we talked about this album yeah we did talk about this album actually yeah you guys uh listeners should go uh and and uh and watch that or listen to that episode of schultz's podcast sound for thought where we uh run down our top, what, five each? Yeah, five each. We did five each of
2: 2020, so 10 total.
1: Yeah, that was a cool episode. Uh, But it's funny because you actually used the version of that song that was released on cult covers, uh, but then I actually went back and remixed and actually re-recorded a very small vocal part Uh, at the end of the song and then release that on my album so it's oh shit i'm like i'm like right there i I was like listening to it and i was like oh this is the old version of it like whatever like nobody's gonna know but like i I didn't even know
2: i didn't even know that's a revelation to me and and it's i fucking wrote the song and i didn't notice so that's pretty funny uh i'll have to listen back to that then compare the version because i had it yeah i had it saved on my uh on my computer because of I released the cult covers stuff together on Bandcamp. And, and so I had the song file already on my computer, but I'll have to compare it to the, the version that's on Spotify now that's on the album.
1: Braheist yep. 2006. Braheist 2006. Everybody go listen, download, check it out, buy my merch, buy the Redefining Records merch too. We've got some great merch up. We do. Emily, have you seen the, the merch yet for Redefining Records?
3: No, I haven't. I need to take a look i'm gonna have we'll to get some
1: s- no
2: i'll send you some you're on the team now you get free <laughs> merch i'll
3: Hell send yeah, you a, join- <laughs> a, sh- a
2: shirt or a hat or something Ooh, I yes
1: that. we need we need somebody who's not a big ugly ape like me or Schulte <laughs> wearing it you know
2: it's <laughs> <laughs> very true very true
1: sorry Schulte. <laughs> oh
2: no i agree completely i agree all right so- What's next? Borderline. Borderline. Uh, so,
1: are we are we happy are are we happy with borderline right now?
3: Well, so you know what's interesting, I feel like that whole idea of him just kind of you know, not really sure of himself, like definitely comes out through this one because he's like asking him all himself all these questions, and I feel like that's also something that he does in like a few of the other songs in this album, and he talks about like, am I you know, are people gonna know and love me? Um, Something that comes out like in one of his other songs later in this album, where he's talking about how like fame was kind of one of the driving forces for, you know, what he does, but it wasn't like one of the main things. So it's interesting to see like how he's changed as an artist too and realizing that like fame has changed him a bit and he wants to kind of go back to, you know, the person he was, but also like, can he at this point now that he's like, you know, globally known as Tame Impala? Pretty interesting
1: it's a, good, it's a good question it's the eternal struggle of uh <laughs> like you know the 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 terror of being known versus the joy of being loved right it's like this mm-hmm. eternal back and forth it's like i i kind of want to just hide in my room and and do my thing but i also want to be out there like meeting people and doing stuff and it's like you know the eternal kind of struggle right He's like a, I feel like Kevin is a like really introverted guy, but like he kind of also likes being extro, extroverted, and it's like it's interesting. Even just like watching his performances, I feel like <clears throat> you can see that progression for him of going from just like uh, like a just an artist, right, just standing on stage playing his music and playing incredible, you know, incredible music. But uh, now he's kind of a little bit more of a showman and stuff. It's just interesting to see interesting progression.
3: Mm -hmm. yeah definitely like especially with his light shows and stuff I feel like you know he does have a bit of stage presence but he still is like the same Kevin but I think it's just the light shows and everything that he adds to his performance that really like makes it the star quality look that I think he might be going for just to appeal to like more people
1: yeah yeah I see that like maybe he he plays the game a little bit like he's he's still a introverted guy Focused on his craft, but he he's learned how to sort of uh like fake it till you make it almost, Mm -hmm. you
0: know?
1: It's interesting. Um if you could describe borderline in one word, in terms of like musical style, how would how would you describe it?
3: I don't know why this comes to mind, but I'm thinking like kind of Shaw Day style.
1: Oh, okay. That's kind good of check. like R, R, R&B sort of. Um,
3: kind of, yeah. I, I'm like hearing some more like flute instruments too. It's very like, there, there's like some ambient tones to it, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that Day was like the first thing that, that came to mind for some reason. But I just kind of imagine like the flute happening like after like the end of the verse and I'm just like, wow, okay, yeah, I'm feeling... I'm feeling this
1: (laughs) interesting. That's a really cool take. Um, how does the flu go?
3: Oh man, am I gonna have to drink for
1: this? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe there's only one way to find out.
3: I don't even know. It's like, and then it's like, I could, I could never like redo these things. Like in my head, it sounds one way, but then when I try to, you know, tell you how, how I like think it is. It's just, it's never, it never comes out the way I want it to. <laughs> that was,
1: that was, that was beautiful. Um, that's really all I needed. Use an onomatopoeia is one of the buzzwords. So.
3: <laughs> all right. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, but you're, you're so right about, uh, the R and B that, that's such an interesting take, uh, for borderline, but it's funny you say it because actually the very next song, uh, pos- posthumous for, uh, forgiveness, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm losing it right here. man. posthumous <laughs> forgiveness. <laughs> I put a note here of like R and B, like I kind of got an R and B vibe from that one. Um, and, and this, I, I feel like the first three songs sonically in terms of the soundscape are somewhat similar. Um, they sound like they could have come off of maybe currents <clears throat> to me. Yeah. Um, but then posthumous forgiveness comes in and this one's like a lot different. This uh, well, why, why don't you talk about it? What, what do you think about posthumous forgiveness?
3: Yeah, actually, like, taking a look at the lyrics and just listening it, to it again, I listened to this, like, I, I listened to the full album twice before we we got on this today. But um, yeah, actually, I, I just wrote, like, wow, because this is actually, like, a very beautiful song. And it's about, you know, forgiving his father, uh, you know, for, you know, just not being around and this is kind of like a f- song of forgiveness after he's already gone and there's a lot of there's a lot of deception in this song that I feel like is another theme in Tame's albums um he he definitely is like a little bit um re- resentful of you know the way his dad was to to him and to his brother but it's really interesting how the arrangement Switches up in the end and you can kind of it, You can see how It's it's like super different and a little bit More upbeat And it kind of seems like you know His dad wasn't great to him and he Wanted a better relationship just to Show him like what He's become and despite Like the fact that his dad was absent From his life so Yeah I guess it, it kind of shows You know like that forgiveness part you can Definitely feel it in the song where in the beginning He's just like you know, you should have been there, like, you didn't think that I would know that, you know, you were lying about all this stuff. But then like, in the end, you see like, you know, all he really wanted was his dad to be there to be proud of him. He wanted, yeah, he wanted his hero who he thought was his hero all this time and was deceived in the end. So yeah, really beautiful song that I I feel like I didn't really know. uh, I didn't look into the lyrics as much as I did now. And yeah, it's just it's pretty incredible how he's able to put that all into this one song.
1: That's that's wild. Yeah, I uh, I have to admit I I didn't pick up on any of that. I I had no idea <laughs> the the backstory uh, with him and his his dad. Um, man, that's that's really a revelation. That that gives this song a whole new kind of uh, uh, uh vibe for me. That's really interesting. Um, it it is uh, interesting. I noted like this was the first one on the record that kind of had a uh, more of a minor. Vibe to it. I mean, they're they're a minor tonality used throughout, but this one was the most like a uh, kind of classically like uh, a pure minor vibe to it. Um, it 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 almost reminded me of uh, it. Kind of had this uh, almost like a chopped and screwed. Um, it sounded like he took uh, almost like an old uh, movie soundtrack or an old kind of like bossa album or something, and mm-hmm. or maybe one of these old kind of like jazz, uh, like big band jazz or something. It sounds mm-hmm. like he took some kind of vintage old thing like that the strings and such and 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 kind of like chopped and screwed it it sounded like he was going for sort of a vintage uh vibe to an extent it has this very classical kind of minor uh sound um really kind of a departure i thought and it's interesting then that you you tell me the story behind it it kind of makes sense like this is a very sad song like a very classically sad song but also uh you're you're right there is kind of that uptick that upswing uh mm-hmm. then at the end I, I guess again in encapsulating mr kevin parker's uh sort of uh constant uh questioning right like his second guessing right like this is this really really sad thing and then oh well here's this right like it is super mm-hmm. interesting i i i appreciate you sharing that that anecdote about his life i, I had no idea that's really interesting um yeah very cool song though. Um, let's talk about "Breathe Deeper." Tell me about "Breathe uh, Deeper." Yes, my
3: favorite.
1: <laughs> this yeah. is a sicky one, huh? I, I put a little star next to this In one. This one,
3: Schultz. You wanna you wanna start and say a little bit?
2: Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> it's a banger, as much as a Tame Impala indie song can be a banger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always laugh at that. I like. Lately, people have been using the phrase banger for like, you know, awesome songs and stuff. But when you're talking about like indie music, it's always kind of funny to say that because it doesn't really the word doesn't really fit but.
1: <laughs> like like bro you ever check out a uh uh brian eno music for airports Banger, bang banger. banger. like <laughs> need
2: a different word need a different word for like indie gems but uh oh it's just so cool it's so um you know the rhythm and the drums and and the beat is just like creates this really cool vibe. It's very disco it a lot of the album, to be fair. But I feel like I don't know how he feels about it, but I feel like he like accomplished the goal of the album on "Breathe Deeper." Like it just it kind of sums up the album, and uh, is a fun one to dance to, and it's just got a great groove, and and I just love listening to it, and it, it makes your head bop
1: yeah dude it's it's a sick one um Schulte, i'm gonna i'm gonna give this one to you man mention disco as one of them oh, I'm wow. trying, i'll, I'll be, drink i'll drink I've been, I've been trying to get uh <laughs> emily to say it I'm just like, i said disco yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That was, there were yeah. there were a couple that you said that i i didn't get you on because i wanted emily to say them but i'm like dude you know what we gotta get <laughs> we gotta get some beer flowing here get my, you know what i'm thirsty
2: I'm, i'd be happy to make it. <laughs> take a drink
1: good Stay thirsty, my friends. Um, dude, yeah, this is this one, this one, this one goes. I won't say it's a banger, but this one goes. (laughs) I'll say that. Emily, what do you think of this one?
3: Yeah, I I particularly love the intro of this one. Um, and I think that yeah, it's like a pretty interesting like I looked into the lyrics a little bit more for for this and it's interesting because there's a part where he talks about how like once you figured out like when you're done like getting rid of your stress and stuff, then we can be as one. And I don't know why, but this kind of made me think of like back when I took a class on Buddhism and how like Buddha was like, Hey, yeah, you need to learn how to meditate. And once you're able to, you know, get rid of thoughts and stuff, then, you know, you can join me kind of thing. So I don't know if like there is any parallels to those, but it's kind of just like, it sounds like he's the teacher in a sense. But like, it's cool because Breathe Deeper, it just, it's definitely a song that I've really liked because it's like, yeah, you got to just breathe and, you know, there there are going to be stresses in your everyday life, but you need to be able to get through them. And I think that that's kind of what this song's about. Um, There also is like, there are a few changes in the arrangement at the end. I don't know if you guys felt like a, a daft punk at the end of this song it it really it's like a pretty short like part of it but um yeah i thought that that was also pretty interesting
2: yeah the outro right it's kind of like it turns into a whole different song at the end
3: yeah he has like a quite a few of those on this on this album too where it just kind of goes somewhere where you didn't think it was gonna go
1: (laughs) yeah he absolutely does which i love that kind of stuff man I, i love a song that that takes you on a journey, you know, it's like, you, you end in a different place than you started. I, I, I love that. I love that kind of thing. I love that kind of like linear uh, songwriting as opposed to like circular songwriting. You know, I I think it's super cool. Um, Is this the one where at the end, there's like a little, um, it might be the next song, uh, but is this the one at the end where there's like a little uh, like 30 second, like it, it sounds like a room mic, like in a room and it's like people talking. Is that this one?
0: Mm.
2: is that no
3: i think that's
1: um is that the next song the next one there's like there's
3: like a there's a female voice in the next one a
1: female voice at the very end it sounds she's like in a room like it sounded like a candid kind of okay that's the next song okay Mm -hmm. okay um well let's talk about it yeah tomorrow's dust uh i put a star next to this one as well i thought this one was so cool um you know bringing the uh acoustic guitars in and just the beautiful synth strings um you know i'm sure aiden could tell you exactly what kind of synth he's using probably his juno or something right um that's not a buzzword. You can you can comment on that if you want. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, let, let's talk about it, man. This this one was super cool. I really actually liked this
2: actually, one. John, uh, talking shit on Aiden is a buzzword for you, so you have to. Take <laughs>
1: oh no! All right, I'll drink. I, I wasn't talking shit. I was I was talking Hi. to Aiden's Aiden's talents as a, a synth guy. <laughs> I know. I know. I just. Yeah, Aiden would agree with me. Aiden would say the same thing about me of, of like a guitar or something, you know? <clears throat> what uh do you know what kind of guitar he was using on this record? Was he still using his uh his old Rick or uh 'cause wasn't it like his it, during the fire he escaped with one of his guitars, right? It was like his yeah. guitar, his laptop, and like like one other thing. Like he he made it out of there with like nothing, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I don't know what kind of guitar it was, but I know there was an article I read that mentioned uh, which one he he was able to escape with. So I have to, I'll have to look back into that.
1: Could you take a guess? Uh,
3: no. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Well, I uh, smart, you, move.
2: smart move. Smart move.
3: <laughs> no, I'm not trying to embarrass myself. I've, I've already embarrassed myself enough. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, you're all good. That was a that was a buzzword. So, He's trying yeah, to bait you. He's trying mm. to bait me.
2: What's happening? Mm. Was it the mm. Rick? I don't even know.
1: What's the answer? Um, well, I I thought it was his Rick, but then I I actually read elsewhere. I think I had seen it was his Rick, and then elsewhere I saw that it was a Hofner bass.
0: Let
2: me. You know what? We can Google this.
3: Yeah, I'm looking. I'm going look, to right look it up.
2: We're going to do a little research.
3: Oh, okay. So it's a Hofner bass guitar.
1: Oh, it was the bass. Hoffner. Interesting. Hoffner. Probably I don't like know a that. violin bass. Let me
3: look at That's
1: uh, Paul McCartney played one. Oh, it's one of those. Yeah, the Hoffner violin bass. Oh, it's that guy. Um, okay. So, I mean, judging by, I'm sure Hoffner made other basses, but judging by the fact that Mr. Kevin Parker plays a Rick, uh, kind of like uh, George and John, uh, yeah. I would assume he probably played the Hoffner violin bass as a nod to, uh, to Paul.
2: That makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, I could see it, man. It's pretty cool. I think he uses a Vox amp, too. Or at least I've seen him use a Vox amp. I kind of forget. Um, that's a classic combination. Anyways, uh, this has been Guitars, Spears, and Buzzwords. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm
2: still waiting for that Guitar Build uh, YouTube video. Where's that at? <laughs> Bro,
1: it's... it's. We'll see, man. <laughs> I I... Put that aside for, like, some shit, and then I started working again, and then now I, I moved. So it's just been on the back burner, but it's out there. That body is stripped and routed, and it's it's out there. It's hanging out. I have all the pieces. just need to do the dang thing, so, you know, you know how it goes. Fair enough. <coughs> um, <geez>. um <laughs> what, what, what
2: were you doing last night? <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> I won't... <laughs> I won't say, but, you know, there there may or may not be a phenomenon. I wouldn't know because <laughs> I've never done this, but there may or may not be a phenomenon where uh, if you snort something, uh, the next day you get a drip down the back of your throat and it makes you cough. Well, um, you know- it, it's a post-nasal drip from... <laughs> Who who knows? I I don't know what, you know, <laughs> ruffians and, and, and scallions do these drugs. I, I have no idea. I have no idea.
0: Oh, that's
1: what I've heard. Very subtle.
2: Very subtle. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> tomorrow's dust. Uh, dust. Hey, how about that? Dust, right? Okay. Uh,
2: <laughs> In case you didn't uh, understand what was being said before.
1: Yeah. Uh, last night's dust becomes tomorrow's post-nasal drip. Believe it or not. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyways, yes, Taraz dust. Uh, super cool, acoustic intro. Uh, I, I got kind of, a almost like, a old PS2 video game oh. soundtrack vibes from this. I don't know, did you pick up on that at all? <laughs> I did. I like that. Yeah?
2: I like that a lot, yeah. That's, that's a good vibe.
1: Dude, uh, yeah, there were some, there were some, uh, sick, like, video game soundtracks that, like, low-key kind of influenced me a little bit, like, That'd be kind of fun to talk about one day. That would actually be really fun if someone came on and talked about a video game soundtrack or a movie soundtrack. That would. I don't fun. know. Ideas, ideas for later. I'll get somebody to do it. Yeah, um, you can just.
2: You, know, you can just. Uh, you can manufacture that. We don't need to wait for things to happen <laughs> organically. We can just force somebody to come on and be like, "You're going to talk about this because that's what I want to talk about." and i I'm, uh, I'm and we'll so pay there. them we'll pay them off and it'll be a huge scam but you'll get to talk about what you want to talk about
1: dude i there are so many people i'm talking to right now where i'm like hey man you should come on and talk about a steely dan album how about that <laughs> like, I'm, I'm pushing so desperately hard, desperately
2: trying to get steely dan
1: <laughs> i had to cut uh like probably 20 minutes out of the Def leopard episode of me just like shit face drunk ranting about steely Dam. i had to cut all of that i was like this is so bad i i this is embarrassing i need to take this out so yeah we need to do an episode on that
0: <laughs>
1: well
2: uh that was already a super long episode so i'm glad that you cut that out to be honest that, that episode yeah, was long as fuck as it was even in the final edit
1: that episode was a fucking struggle to be honest with you very good information oh had a ton of fun doing it uh but, like, you can tell by the end. The other thing I cut out was me heavy breathing into the <laughs> microphone during the last, like, 20 minutes of the episode because I was dead. I was, like, asleep. It was, it's terrible. Like, oh, God. Anyways. Tame um, <laughs> hey, and Paula. Tame and Paula. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Uh, uh, Emily, why don't you take us into the next song?
3: We're still talking okay. about Tomorrow's
1: Dust. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts on that?
3: Um, yeah, okay, so I actually, I turned to Reddit for some info on this song, because I was just like, okay, I kind of know what's going on here. But I also want to hear from others what what this is about. So one person kind of summarized it as like your regrets of tomorrow are the decisions you took today. Which is like, wow, that's, that's Mm -hmm. pretty. Yeah, that's, that's interesting to think about. But did you guys notice that they play in the background? So you hear that female voice turns out it's his wife um who's who's that voice and you can hear breathe deeper in the background while she's like talking uh apparently she's like on the phone uh talking and he wanted to have like that recording but i thought that was interesting because it's like okay breathe deeper was a song that came before this so maybe breathe deeper being played in the background is some sort of like this is the Tomorrow's Dust because Breathe Deeper was the song that came before.
1: Ooh. Right, 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 right. Ooh. That's actually, because like that. that that fits in with our, uh, our tentative theory here on uh, what uh, Borderline and, what were the two songs? We were saying like Borderline and Instant Destiny kind of uh, had mm-hmm. that um, two songs sort of uh, couplet like effect. Mm-hmm. Um, this almost confirms that um super interesting um you know even if he didn't intentionally do that on those first two songs we do see uh, that he was thinking in that way at least here on these two songs so that is then a a technique he was using on this record that's that's really cool actually i'm glad you looked that up in fact you should post back on reddit and talk about that (laughs) theory and you'll probably get a ton of uh reddit reddit gold or, or what is it is that how they do it they give you reddit gold if you do a good comment
3: I think that's right. You, yeah, get, I mean, you get some kind of awards or something.
2: Yeah, you get <laughs> you get some up votes. You get enough up votes, then you get a uh, get a gold award or something. Yeah, you
1: get a gold. Yeah, it's, I I looked at Reddit for a, a hot second. I was like trying to get. It's information. a great place
2: to get information.
1: Yeah, it's, I don't know, it just turned me off that you have to, like, pay to get gold and then, like, reward oh. people. I was like, this is sat down. You so don't have
2: just... to do any of that. You don't have to do any of that. You can just, like, go on there and just chill. You don't have to. There's no, uh, there's no, like, pressure to do anything. You can just look at stuff and read it, just like any other social media place.
1: Nice. Alright. Well... Maybe I'll give it a shot. I probably give shouldn't. I don't give want to do. Any, I don't want to do any more. I don't want any more. Well, social you media already
2: anymore. hate social media except for uh, our
1: content. So. Except for bands, <laughs> beers, and buzzwords, and redefining records, Cole, and sounds for thought. Yeah. Um. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> let's uh. Let's get back on track here, nice. and talk Whoa. about the next song. <laughs> what a transition! <laughs> on track. <laughs> um. This one, I was like blown away at the the massive uh piano tone that he gets at the beginning uh just this gigantic resonance piano tone i yeah but emily why don't, why don't you walk us through this one
3: yeah so it's interesting because with this one he talks he i mean it sounds like he's you know been faced with some setbacks but, you know, looking forward, he knows that he's still on his way to achieving his dreams. And I think that this is this is very like relatable, I think, with our generation, especially with the pandemic hitting too. I think like, you know, there are definitely a lot of things that we feel like this this year has been a major setback in our lives. So I think, I don't know, this is kind of like a promising song uh, when I think about it. It's just like, you know what? yeah, sure, this was a major setback, but you know, we're still we're still chugging along and uh, there's still time. And the, well, he mentions the hardest part is over, too. So it's kind of nice to think, you know, yeah, we are over the hump now and, and now it's more smooth sailing than it was. Um, I'm definitely, you know, analyzing the lyrics a lot more than the song itself. But yeah, definitely some some amazing uh, piano in this one trying to think like what else there was it was definitely an epic song though
1: yeah yeah just like big epic is a, is a great way to put it um you're totally right like it, it's it's very grand um which is sick it's just it's cool to hear his like production on this one I thought um pretty neat Schultze what do you think about this one
2: yeah and that kind of relates to um you know the the stuff we kind of talked about in our uh, 2020 recap conversation about this album was it felt like, and this is a great example of how I felt like this album was made for stadium arenas and music mm-hmm. festivals. Like I think Kevin Parker and Tim and Paul is kind of peaking in popularity at this point. You know, you could argue about whether he's peaking, uh, you know, quality wise or not, depending on what type of music you like, but It's hard to argue against the fact that he, this album was pretty hyped up, you know, he had waited a long time to put it out, it had been delayed, so there was a lot of kind of hype around it, and it felt like he really designed all of these songs to be played in front of massive crowds, and I think this song is a great example of
0: that.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel that, It's, it's definitely that move towards, yeah, like kind of the, uh, like music festival vibe this whole album is and i think currents is too um which is cool i mean good for him he's certainly uh making it work for him and in terms of peaking um what was i gonna say well he's he's certainly peaking on something oh you made the same <laughs> joke
2: last time john did i say that <laughs> on you the- said oh, the same shit. thing
1: <laughs> well i have like three jokes so. <laughs> <laughs> such a dumb joke oh, uh, it's, it no, it's good it's good, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> well uh let's uh emily emily what, what's the next song on here after on track
3: yeah so the next one is lost in yesterday and that one also turned out to be a really like popular like i think it came out as a single before it was on the album
1: i think you're right i kind of remember hearing this one and uh this one was like uh, to me at least uh, wait did this come out as a single it may have uh, because i remember hearing borderline and then one other single and i remember thinking borderline was like the sicker one in my opinion of the two i don't know what do you what do you think of that
3: yeah well are you thinking maybe patience was the other one that came out around the same time as as borderline
1: oh maybe it was patience and patience
2: isn't even on the album Right,
1: right. Which is
2: maybe funny. That's
3: yeah, I, re- I read something about it being maybe, like, a bonus track on, like, the, like, whatever the, the premium edition is.
2: You're probably right. Also, I just but... looked it up. Lost in Yesterday was the third single, though. So you put out...
1: Oh, it was a third single. Okay. So you put out mm-hmm.
2: Borderline and Patience around the same time, and then Lost in Yesterday came out, I think, mm-hmm. like, pretty briefly before the album dropped.
1: Mm-hmm. I see. I see. Okay. Interesting. So I, I, I I don't know. I may have heard this one as a single then. I probably did. I was pretty on top of this as it was. Yeah. yeah. I was pretty on top of those singles as they came out. Um, why don't you, uh, why don't you walk us through this one, Emily? What, What did you think of this one?
3: Sure. Yeah. So actually I wanted to, um, to mention, like, have you guys seen the music video for this one?
1: I have not. I don't think I have. Yeah.
3: yeah so it's a it's a it's a pretty interesting one he actually like wears a bunch of different like colorful outfits and stuff and he's like performing at what looks like a wedding reception or something Hmm. and so one of the lyrics mentions like groundhog's day and if you guys know that movie where um you know like the day just replays on and on it's kind of the same right yeah 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 it's the same it's the same concept so it's like he's singing at the same reception but like there's something slightly different that's happening so he kind of plays on that groundhog's day vibe but yeah this is a pretty interesting one where he talks about like he's kind of warning you about getting lost in yesterday and that it's like you know you can reminisce on memories and things and embrace those memories but if they're ones that are holding you back from you know the rest of your life then you've got to get rid of them or get past them at some point and uh one thing i really liked about this song too was the bridge he kind of like goes into like a falsetto a little more like and uh i don't know why but i really liked the snakes and ladders like lyric that he had put into that um yeah i, I liked this one i think that this one is definitely like more pop appealing than um like, a few other songs in this album, but, um, yeah, it's a pretty interesting one, I don't know, I, I can't say it's my favorite one, but, um, yeah, I did like what he did with the music video, though.
1: I'll have to check out that music video, um, it's funny you mention that, um, because I haven't seen that, but, uh, yeah, it, it's funny, too, you mentioned the bridge on this one, um, because <clears throat> this one kind of, to me, had, like, a little bit of a funk, like, almost a funk vibe to it, yeah, and- this like interesting uh, rhythm and stuff, kind of this galloping like rhythm and, and the bass line and everything. And mm. it's funny you mention the bridge because I don't know. You ever listen to like James Brown? Um, mm. he, he's you know classic. I mean the, the, mm-hmm. the father of funk, obviously James <laughs> Brown. And he was uh, notorious for for uh, you know like in the middle of a song be like you know okay take it to the bridge and they they go to the bridge section and you know and so he would he would like on stage he would like tell his band to you know continue playing the verse or go to the bridge or whatever he, he would just kind of like take him to different parts of the song randomly like kind of to the chagrin of his his band but like <laughs> I don't know it's funny you brought up the bridge on like this this very powerful bridge on this very funk uh driven song And it's kind of this like little almost a little wink to uh, <laughs> Mr. James Brown it's like yeah Mr. James Brown master of uh taking him to the bridge right like mm. he always he always does that it's funny what what did you think Schultz
2: that's kind of a funny comment. Is there any song that has a um a good bridge that's not a good song? Because I feel like the bridge is such a thing that is sort of a cherry on top usually to a good song that you don't hear too many songs where the bridge is good and the song is not good.
1: Mm. That's a really good question. Um I'm sure I could figure one out, but uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm thinking of like some of my favorite bridges of all time, and every song is, is sick. It's sick as
2: fuck, right? That's what I'm yeah. thinking. I'm like, if you nail the bridge, that means the rest of the song must have been solid already. Because there's plenty of songs where like the song is close to being great, and the bridge is not quite there. But if the bridge they is throw a, if the bridge is on like point, a, it's the cherry on top
1: yeah cuz it's so easy to just throw like a lazy as fuck bridge into a song like ah oh, shit we need a bridge right here uh i don't know go to the relative minor and uh you know hit that for a little bit and, okay go back like whatever it's you know it's it's so easy to just like phone it in yeah. you know and and put like a lazy bridge in there uh i'm I've, i may have done that in some of my songs i certainly <laughs> I,
2: yeah i mean i would think uh, most musicians have um but I, I love this song. This is definitely you know my top three or four off the album. Uh, I think it's really got a good groove. Got it is a single, you know. It kind of stands out and is a good play at you know if you're having people over and you want to keep the vibes up and have a good time. It, it's a good song to put on.
1: Yeah, it's it's a it's a sick one, man. And I when I say that I like uh, I thought Borderline was sicker than this one. I, I... I in no way mean that this is not a sick song. I, I agree with you, Schultze. This is in my top couple songs for this this album. So uh let's talk about the next one here. Is it true? Emily, what, mm. what is what is this song like?
0: <laughs>
2: ba, ba, ba.
3: Yeah, it's it's fun. I feel like fun, yeah. um yeah, you just kind of bounce a little bit with it. <laughs>
2: it is bouncy. Yeah. That's a great way to describe it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's an interesting one. I personally didn't like it as much as the the other tracks, but, you know, hey, it's all good. It's all good. Hey, you're um, you're
2: entitled to your opinion, John.
1: Yeah. <laughs> say it confidently.
2: Yeah. Say it confidently.
1: All right, I didn't like this track.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, you know, I'll say that I think that like there're definitely some better songs on this album. Uh, and when people say that this is their favorite song, I'm a little skeptical about it. But yeah, I don't. Know. I think it's a it's fun to like bob your head to.
1: <laughs> it is. I'll say this. Like, I'll give it this. It's it's not. I don't, it's not even that it's a bad song. I just like it didn't click with me. I guess. But mm-hmm. I thought it was sick. It reminded me. It kind of had like a. Um, it kind of had almost like a. Eh, I I I, w- I don't know if I'd go as far as dancey, but like maybe a maybe like a hip hop uh, beat almost. I don't know, Schultz, you're a resident expert on dance music. Was this one more dancey or more hip-hop <laughs> to you?
0: Well,
2: probably a little bit of both, I think. Sure. And, and um, you know, thinking about reading through some of the interviews uh, Kevin Parker did about this album, you know, a lot of it was influenced by, like, some collaborations he's done lately with more hip-hop artists. And,
0: mm.
2: you know, he's been working with Mark Ronson a lot, obviously, Uh he's kind of gotten into that more and it's kind of opened him up to wanting to create beats in that way this kind of create his his beats in more of a hip-hop kind of dancey way than obviously earlier stuff that he did and uh i think this is one of those songs especially where it kind of kind of shines through a little bit at least with just the rhythm
1: you know Hmm. yeah the rhythm and just some of the Effects and stuff, the soundscape. I mean, obviously, it's very like electronica kind of. Um, yeah. You know, maybe moving a little bit further away from his like kind of uh, vintage psychedelic vibey roots, uh, which is fine. I mean, that's that's cool, man. He he can do whatever he wants, and that's cool. It's just, you know, I mean, he, you're, you're he... not
2: cool with it, clearly, but it's cool <laughs> for other people.
1: It's cool, man. Like whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm you not s- even you mad. Sound bitter I'm bitter like, about it, but. Uh... <laughs> Well, I mean, look, I make I make no uh bones about it. I I am a sucker for Inner Speaker. Like, that to me, that album is fucking perfect and uh Lonerism is pretty damn good too. That's I mean, that's where my head's at. So <laughs> I'm I'm a little biased.
2: That's okay, you know. We get I was kind of thinking about this before we started recording. We we're getting some different vibes. You know, you you're really about the Tame Impala, yeah, from uh Inner Speaker and Lonerism. I really love Kind of lonerism to currents, kind of vibe, and a little mm-hmm. bit of slow rush. And I feel like Emily, you probably really like slow rush and currents, right? I mean,
3: yeah, I like we're I coming mean, at it I... from different angles. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one of the first songs I listened to was Elephant, and that was definitely oh, kind yeah. of okay. my 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 intro to Tame Impala. So yeah, I mean, a little bit of lonerism. I feel like Inner Speaker, like I, I've listened to it, but I feel like maybe I'm more into the lonerism. And then pass that a little more.
2: Yeah, I feel like lonerism is kind of a sweet spot. I'd love to hear some more mm. lonerism, but uh, you know, I I've got a soft spot for currents as well because currents came out right when I started smoking weed,
0: and that, <laughs> oh, <hell> yeah, <laughs> that's just kind of like.
2: I, have you ever listened to Nangs while high? Like, <laughs> I have not. Now, I need to try it. Get really <laughs> high and put on Nangs from Currents. <laughs> and it just sounds like what I felt like like the first couple of times I smoked weed.
1: Dude, well, I, I got to say, I spent a ton of time my freshman year of college smoking weed and listening to, uh, like, monarism and, uh, mm. and Inner Speaker, so I, I feel that. I think I think Nangs is an Australian, uh, I think it's slang for, like, whippets. Do you oh. know if that's true? I don't Do you know, know if that's I,
2: true, but that would make sense.
1: I think that's what it means. I, our Australian fans will have to uh, fact check me on that. Uh, actually, probably a good time to shout out our UK listeners right now. Apparently, this pod is is popular wow. across the pond. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, cheerio to uh, all of you. <laughs> uh- <laughs>
2: in the music history category of Apple Podcasts, <laughs> we are yeah. we are at least 121st in that category. Maybe maybe even further up the list at this point.
1: We have to check again, man. We have to figure out how to check. We we like checked it though, and it was true. It was true, yeah. I forget how we like saw that, but we we were able to like confirm it. So that was pretty cool. Um, So yeah, hello to all the uh, the Brits over there. Uh, We we love you. You're good. You're good people um fuck off though we're america <laughs> we're better than you. So. <laughs> don't ever forget it um okay what's the next song it might be time what uh t- tell me about this one How, what is it might be time like it might be time to talk about the Ooh. next song yeah.
3: <laughs> actually i really i really love this song i think that you know when you hear kevin's voice in a lot of his songs it's definitely like st- there's more strain to it and he, like, hits a lot of the higher notes, but I feel like for this one, it's kind of more of, like, a shouting singing. I don't know. I kind of feel like, you know, you can you can hear it in a bar and everyone will be singing the song. Um, but it, it's definitely about just, like, getting older and things not being as fun as they used to be, which I think we can all kind of relate to. And uh, <laughs> just okay. accepting that you're getting old. But, um... You know, you just gotta live it up while you can.
1: Well, speak for yourself, Emily. <laughs> I'm having a ball right now.
3: <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm just I'm just feeling I'm feeling old.
2: You're all alone, Emily. No one else feels old. We're all having the best <laughs> time of our lives <laughs> <That's> right now.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll say I feel old. Uh, like my hangovers hit harder now than they used to. But you know, I'm I'm still having a ball, having a lot of fun out here. Yeah, I, I'm sad. We <laughs> oh,
2: no.
1: no i'm Wait, just that's, kidding that's because that's because you're up <laughs> in seattle where it's dark all the time
2: you know what I, I, people say that i don't know if that's true but uh <laughs> i do find myself definitely missing the uh the college experience you know mm. but uh so i yeah of course like you said we can all relate to that sentiment of uh it might be time to face it you know but also, right. that's it is a very negative vibe. I don't know, you know. I mean, he has different vibes on each of these songs, but to say, like, it might be time to face it sounds like kind of giving into the fact that you're not what you used to be, and your experience is not as cool as it used to be, but, you know, that's relative, right? I mean, experience yeah. is relative to to where you're at in the moment, and maybe it's not the same, but it could be just as good in a different kind of way. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I think that's right. I, I, it does kind of have a, a an air of the uh <clears throat> kind of like the don't fear the reaper air a little mm-hmm. bit. And, yeah. Uh, you know, we know we know Kevin is a at his heart, Kevin is a sad boy. Like he, 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 be, he yeah. loves this kind of shit. Um yeah. I I mean he, he's very like uh there's a lot of duality to Kevin, I think, and, and this one maybe he dips into that side of it, you know? The slow yeah. rush. Uh-
3: especially with, with with, with there you go
1: hey that's great i like that that's a great (laughs) uh,
3: he like also brings up how like his like friends around him are like you know doing things and i kind of feel like you know i'm seeing i'm i'm looking around and seeing like friends are getting married buying their first homes and stuff and i'm like i'm still like building up my career right now so i don't i'm like not at that point where they are and i'm just like You know what, yeah, I'm going at my own pace, but I also, like, it's kind of crazy to see, like, people are at their next point in their lives. I don't know if you guys have have felt that, but I'm seeing a lot more of my friends, like, you know, getting engaged in stuff or having, like, their first child, and I'm just like, wow, this is crazy.
1: For me, at least, I I do see that, and I think everybody I know who's been, like, engaged or taking that next step, I think they're all very, like, I think they're all making the right decision for them but I, I have not not yet felt any uh, jealousy or that feeling of like being left behind or, or anything. I have not felt that yet. I, I look at that and I'm like, good for them, but I'm really not ready for that. Like I'm, I'm really not at that stage. Like, so I'm, I'm not, I, you know, to me, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling okay about uh, where I'm at here. So, you know, I'm, I'm married to the podcast anyways.
0: So.
2: <laughs> 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 what's the, uh, what's the next song?
1: Next song, Glimmer. Ooh, Tell I kind of like Glimmer. Glimmer.
2: I kind of like Glimmer.
1: This one was sick, and uh, also the shortest song. Right, shortest song. I believe it is the shortest it song. Be, that's yeah. something you should talk about too. The the number of songs on this record that are, are breaking the six minute mark, or uh, you know, pushing the, even towards the six minute mark. Um, that's incredible. I mean, who does that? Um, it, it it really speaks oh, to kind of the. Awesome. Uh, there you go. I was about to say it speaks to his uh kind of like dance, you know, he he pushes towards that like dance vibe uh on this record cuz yeah, you don't want to dance to a 2 minute song. You want to get into the groove and dance for 7 minutes, right? Like that's fucking cool. I I really like that. Uh um but yeah, let's talk about Glimmer, the the short one, the short and sweet one.
3: Yeah, this one's fun. I, I kind of think about it as like being a really good runway song. Like Ooh, I can just imagine yeah. like a fashion, you know, runway going through with this. Um, yeah, I mean, there aren't really many lyrics to this one, mm. but I thought it was cool like to see his range. Like obviously throughout this whole thing, he's he's kind of uh, taken from a mix of different genres. Uh, but this one, yeah, he, he turns up the bass and it's more of a housey feel.
1: Yeah yeah a lot more kind of sample-y like uh chop and screw almost like it it was cool man i i liked this one i thought it was sick and also good idea on the runway song when we uh when we have you in the redefining records merch (laughs) we'll put you up there too (laughs)
0: yeah
2: i agree it's kind of like i feel like he was trying to do what he did on glimmer in a lot of different songs of like You know, Kevin kind of really wanted to incorporate these house and disco vibes into a lot of songs. And this one felt like he really just committed to it. And it's like kind of a short little bit. And it's at the end, you know, towards the end of the album. And he was kind of just like, yeah, this is just a house song. You know, like this is just one to dance to. It's short. And, you know, it didn't didn't have the long song where you could get into it. Like you said, John, which is good, but. kind of felt like he didn't try to do too much with it and he kind of just committed to that idea of uh, this is just like a dance song
1: yeah love it short and sweet i love it followed by finally the longest song on the record uh one more hour which again kind of you know you look at one more year and then one more hour it's it it again ties into this kind of like passage of time but uh, emily why, why don't you tell us about it
3: yeah, so I like how he bookends this album with one more year and one more hour. And I also read up about how he mentioned how like this one more hour is supposed to be at the end of the year.
1: Mm. Oh, I see. Okay. So yeah. this is like, so this is like the, because he mentions like he, he's like, I, I thought it was actually kind of a goofy lyric in the first song <laughs> where he goes like, ah, oh, 52 weeks, yeah. seven days each. And I'm like, oh, yeah oh, 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 thanks, thanks, Kevin. Uh, unless it's a leap year and then it's 366 days and February has a, it's like, come on, man, what are you doing? Yeah. But th- it's actually very good, actually. Now now it kind of makes sense to me where he like really breaks it down. Like, hey, let's subdivide this year and boop, one more hour. Okay. It's the last Anyways, I'm talking too much. You you told me about it.
3: Oh uh, no, I just want to quickly like tangent though. Like when you were talking about the 52 weeks thing, that kind of reminds me of like the feeling what we got from Rebecca Black's Friday, where she was <laughs> going through going through the week, and we're like, yeah, we know that Thursday you know, comes before Friday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Drawing from uh, current hyper pop sensation Rebecca Black, <laughs> have you seen her new version of Friday? No. She did a version of Friday, like, kind of in the style of 100 Gex.
3: Oh, God. Um, but, it was,
1: like, but it's, like, shitty. It's, like, not... Like, I kind of like 100 Gex, but, like, her version, it, it was, like, shitty version of that. I don't know. It was super weird.
3: Mm. Well, <laughs> well, so this song, I, like, called it a Rhapsody because it gave me Queen vibes, Uh, this One More Hour song. And... I think that, like, he, this is where he goes into the part where he's, like, he didn't do it for all the material things at first, but it's kind of becoming that way because of how big he's getting, and it it feels kind of like he's grappling with this internal conflict, um, and he's, like, kind of being really transparent about it with all of us, and uh, I don't know if this was, like, you know, one more hour, the album's also, like, almost an hour long, so I don't know if that has any, you know... Relevance,
0: but
3: um, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's there's just a whole lot of symbolism in this whole album and how they all tie together.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's it. it, uh, Go for it, Chelsea.
2: No, my comment was quick. I was just gonna say, like, with Kevin Parker being such like an overthinker, I think any sort of (laughs) idea like that, where you think, "Well, maybe he was," you know, going for this, or maybe he was thinking about this, is probably true, because he's Mm. clearly overthinks everything he does. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's kind of like when uh people review like Kubrick films. Uh it, it's almost to the point where like people read way too much into the Kubrick films because they're like, well, he's Kubrick. Of course he <laughs> yeah. thought to include that. It's like kind of a it's like, you know, of course of course he admitted to faking the moon landing in this. He's Kubrick. Like how could he not? Like, you know, like it, yeah. it's just it's kind of funny. Exactly. Um anyways, yeah, this this one's a a freaking epic one and it's a it's a great way to just end the thing I I love your your uh your description of it as a rhapsody that's that's such a (laughs) such a cool way to describe it and it's so appropriate and a great way to end an album you know I mean Kevin Parker the dude knows how to compose an album you know Mm -hmm. you 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 gotta say that about the guy the guy knows how to compose an album as a holistic piece of music that's something I really really appreciate I Pretty sure I bring it up in every one of these episodes, but I grew up listening to Pink Floyd, so I love a holistic experience of an album. It's this very sacred thing to me. It's you know I I think it's one of the reasons why this podcast, as a format, I've I've decided not to do. Tell me the entire history of this band, or tell me this or that. It's like now the album. The album is the is the unit. That is the that is the perfect amount. I don't know. Anyways. Um, Love it. final thoughts on this one. Emily.
3: I'm just like I'm just blown away by like how much I didn't like understand until I kind of, you know, took a a closer look at the lyrics because like obviously it sounds like amazing, but just like to kind of go into depth as to like what all these things are and like being able to actually tie them to each other, like he put like so much thought into into making this and you know, I think it makes a lot of sense that it was so popular. And one of the reasons why I chose this album was actually because last year in my Spotify unwrap, I had like four songs from the slow rush as like the ones that I played like all year round. So I just kind of felt like maybe this would be the one that, you know, I have a little bit more to talk about.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel it. I mean, it, there's a lot to talk about on this record. I, I think you're absolutely right. Um <clears throat> it's been interesting too getting your perspective on it. Cause I, I'll be totally honest. I listened to it purely as a musical experience. I didn't do a whole lot of research into the like meaning behind the songs and things. So it was, it was actually really cool to hear you, you know, kind of tell some of those stories and, and give some of the background to this. I mean, it's, it was enlightening to say the least.
2: Yeah. I think, um, you know, with Tame Impala music and and Kevin Parker, I think, Digging into the lyrics is a necessary part of the experience. I know uh, quick plug. There is uh, an article <laughs> kind of from a while ago on redefining com, where, uh, my friend Lucas wrote a kind of dissection of the lyrics on inner speaker, actually. And I think it's really good. So you could go check that out as well, John, if you're interested in lyrics with, with the inner speaker album, Ooh. but, uh, yeah, my final thoughts kind of on the album. Like I said before, feel like it was made with you know, with Kevin Parker's realization of where he was at in popularity and and kind of trying to reach uh the, the fan base that he had at the moment and kind of get new fans. I think this is, you know, probably really good for getting new fans for Team Impala. And ultimately, like even if you're a fan like John who loves kind of the older stuff, uh the more guitar-based music from Tame and Paul, This could be a gateway to that, you know. Maybe you get into this album and you dance to it and you love it and you, and then you go dig deeper into the past. And and I think that's really cool. And and that can be cool for a lot of bands. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh
2: you know, maybe the pop, more popular stuff is what gets you to to go look at the older stuff, which is just as good in a different way. Um but I really enjoyed the album, thought it was very accessible. I uh, think it'll play great at festivals whenever he can go get on that festival circuit again. And uh, and he also, you know, I said this in, in a previous podcast, but he kind of included some old stuff, you know. some Like John said, during a couple of the songs, there was an acoustic guitar that came out, you know. He, he incorporated some old elements as well. He didn't go full electronic on us even though it was more electronic pop than previous albums but really accessible really good and just kind of enjoyable to listen to even if it doesn't meet your every expectations it met a lot of them
1: so love it good shit guys um let's do what do i usually do first trivia or oh Wait, what's Fast this? questions. Oh,
0: no. Are those not the same?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not the same. Um, do trivia. Okay. Trivia let's, first, I think. Let's, okay, let's do trivia. Um, trivia. Trivia trivia is easy this week. <clears throat> it's time for trivia. It's time for trivia. <laughs> it's time for trivia. It's time for trivia. 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 Um. <clears throat> What date did the album come out?
3: Is this trivia for me or for our audience? <laughs>
1: oh, no, this is for... I, sh- I should have probably explained this. That would help. Huh? Um, <laughs> wait, Emily, you mean you didn't have to listen to every single episode of this show before you joined Redefining Records? <gasps> I'm so
0: sorry. Bro. How Sultans. is
1: it? <laughs> Shultzy, <laughs> We need to update the, <laughs> the syllabus here, man. We need to update the new hire Emily, you're
2: fired. <laughs>
1: you're fired
3: you weren't you
2: weren't being paid anything before but now you're fired
1: (laughs)
3: Uh, do i not get a hat
2: (laughs) no no no
1: you no you you still get a hat that's already in the mail we can't we can't cancel that um okay yes this is trivia trivia for you Uh, i'm gonna ask you like a couple questions here and if you get them wrong you have to drink and uh if you get them right uh you don't have to drink so there you go Well, I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna drink for every single one of them, anyway, so All right. You know. Yeah,
3: I gotta open. I gotta open up another can because I finished my other one.
2: That's good. I finished two already.
1: I'm, a, <laughs> I'm on one and a half. I'm I'm going. Slow well, John,
2: today. you're hungover, so we all know you're gonna be weak today. You're gonna be yeah. weak on the drinking.
1: I had a lot to drink last night. It's gonna
2: be a huge disappointment today. That's what we all.
1: Know. <laughs> uh, hopefully not, but. <laughs> um, okay, trivia. Question number one: What date was the album released?
3: February fourteenth,
1: twenty twenty. Nice. Yeah, she nailed it. Oh, yeah. She yeah, did. Exactly. Some of these. Some of these are, because I do these in advance, so it's like sometimes the people are like on top of their shit and they get them <laughs> like way in advance, you know. Anyways, uh, what? Uh, where was this album recorded?
3: Uh Okay, I think that it was in a studio in L.A. Yeah, I'm just going to go with that because I, I think that it might have been two places, but I'm just going to go with L.A.
1: Uh, i'll give it to you yeah because it was recorded in la but then also he did uh work on it at his home studio as well right okay in australia um but yes also in los angeles so uh i'll give it to you i'll give it to you um next question i think you may have mentioned this but what is the uh, runtime of the album
3: 57 minutes
1: perfect love it Um, i'm
3: nailing these questions
1: (laughs) you're doing well you're doing well um, final question. What is the capital of Vermont?
0: Fuck. Uh,
3: <laughs> sh- <laughs> uh ooh, was, uh, Cheyenne? No, that's not right.
1: <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's Montpellier, Vermont. Uh, I was going to tell you, you could phone a friend, but it sounded like Schultz didn't know that one either, so. <laughs> All
3: right, well, I'm, I'll drink for it.
1: There you go. Oh, also say drink is one of the books. All right,
3: again.
1: Boom. All right, cool. Um, we're into my favorite portion of the program now. Uh, these are the rapid-fire questions. Uh, basically, this is like uh, almost word association. I'm going to fire a question at you. Just say the first thing that comes to mind. Um, these are meant to be kind of funny, you know. Uh, let me pull them up for you here. hear.) <clears throat> Some of them are funny. Some of them are a little more informative. But uh, question number one, favorite track? One more year. (laughs) Boom. Question number two, least favorite track?
3: Oh, God. Uh, Probably, is it true?
1: That works. Uh, There's no wrong answers to any of these. These are just fun ones. Um, How should someone listen to this album for the first time?
3: Hmm. Definitely with some substance in them. Just kind nice. of, and I think they need to be on like a couch that they can sink into.
1: Big, comfy couch. I like it. Like a, a tripper couch. Uh, related question. Have you ever listened to this album under the influence? You can plead the fifth, of course.
3: I will go with absolutely. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Hell yeah. (laughs) You're going to fit right in at Redefining Records, okay? I already asked you that. What do you think Kevin Parker was under the influence of when he made this album? Anxiety. Anxiety. (laughs) Nangs.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I always like to think he's on LSD, but yeah, I'm going to go with that.
1: LSD. I like it. I like it.
3: He's he's got a like an LSD feel.
1: <laughs> yeah, he he's a kind of a tripper kind of guy. He he has that vibe for sure. Um I think lately he's probably been doing more uh like like club drugs, but yeah, he seems like an acid guy. Um if this album were a beer, what kind of beer would it be?
3: I'm going to just say a Saison because I really like Saisons and it's a fancy word.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's perfect. I, I That's good enough for me.
3: <laughs> Fair enough.
1: Um, would you get intimate to this album?
3: Uh, uh, no, I don't think so. I, I like to separate this album from, from that. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like the the music in this album doesn't just work for that
1: yeah 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 i i see what you mean it's like a little bit too uh like it, it's super vibey and it has a great uh rhythm and it's you know it's vibey like that but it's it's a little too uh overwrought with uh you know emotional sort of Insecurity. weirdness I think. <laughs> right yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like at. like at first glance, it seems like a good album for that, but then maybe it's uh, <laughs> a little too deep. I, I, I feel yeah,
3: yeah. I think you know, um, like I think some some songs in currents would be better. Yeah, like yeah. I think, you know, like the less I know, the better. That's a good one.
1: <laughs> well even that one isn't it about like his girlfriend cheating on him or something like, isn't it? <laughs> it
2: depends <laughs> on the intimate yeah. scenario <laughs> uh,
1: okay there you go yeah
3: <laughs> yeah you don't, you don't have to listen to the lyrics in that point it's just it's all about the the music <laughs> the beats
1: true true um are numbers created or discovered
3: discovered
1: confident How so? confident <laughs> make make your case
3: Um, you know what, I'm not the one that discovers the numbers, I just kinda go with it, (laughs) but I don't think that you can create one past, like, you know, a gazillion, bazillion, so, that's...
1: (laughs) But didn't we create that?
3: You know when people say, like, the gazillion, bazillion, and one, like, is that discovering, or is that creating? Because, I guess... You know what, maybe I answered it too confidently because now I'm starting to change change my answer.
1: You're having a Kevin Parker moment. Don't slow
2: rush your way into this answer. <laughs>
1: uh yeah, I hate it's, myself. It's... <laughs> that was beautiful, Schultz. I liked it. Well, that's all right. That is a that's a weird question. I like to ask it to everybody um but we'll 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 take it you so you think discovered you think they're inherent to nature and we you, humans discover them uh
3: well, okay so are is this like assuming that aliens are the ones that put them put them on earth or <laughs>
1: <You> <laughs> <want to>. That's <laughs> a good question. No, no, nobody nobody's ever made that argument before but it's it's a super open if you want to say like aliens are real and this is why numbers are discovered then Tell me. I'd actually love to hear that theory.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just watched this explain video on like extraterrestrial life and they're supposed to be like smarter than humans can comprehend. So, you know, I wouldn't doubt that they put numbers on on Earth that we are discovering.
1: That's interesting. Honestly, um Yeah. What uh, a <laughs> Have you ever seen Have you ever seen uh 2001: uh, A Space Odyssey? Another another Kubrick flick here. Have you seen that movie?
3: not in its entirety
1: oh well you missed the best part of it uh you got to check that out because that's a great one about you know aliens kind of bestowing Mm. wisdom to humans in a form that's like nigh incomprehensible to us and uh (laughs) the trick uh which i know you will like because you're a fan of pink floyd and a fan of substances is uh (laughs) you you watch the movie and at the end there's a You know, the final part where it says Jupiter and beyond the infinite, you start the Pink Floyd song echoes right when that title card pops up. And uh, it helps to be under the influence of something. Uh, And you you watch the final act of the movie while listening to this 26 minute long Pink Floyd song and it will change your life. It will change how you look at everything. It's incredible. So,
3: wow, I know what I'm doing tonight. (laughs) There you go. There you go. (laughs)
1: Um, next question: does a man with one lung get more high or less high off of a single bone grip?
3: uh more more high because the lung capacity is smaller, and the lungs will fill up more i'm I'm no biologist, but
1: neither am i that's
3: that's Me that's what that's kind of my thought process on that.
1: So the smoke will fill up, basically hit more of the receptors in the one lung.
3: That's what I think, yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Rather than I dig being, it.
3: Rather than being distributed, I think that it'll, yeah. <laughs> it'll be it'll more
2: concentrated. That yeah, that, that, that's a good argument. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I, think, I think the majority of people say more high. I've heard some compelling arguments for less high. Um, and probably my favorite argument so far is that he would get exactly as high
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's Maybe. probably the right answer
1: <laughs> i have no idea this is one that you know unlike that numbers one this is one we could find the answer to i just have not done it yet so uh, i really like this one as a bit more of a philosophical one um that's it those are all my questions for you emily uh you did a great job
3: wow. oh my gosh Ooh. i can't believe it's over <laughs>
1: We did. it's it. over uh, let me go ahead and read the buzzwords for you here. Right. Uh, I'm going to start with the ones that Schulze, uh contributed. <laughs> so, he contributed uh, mentioned a music festival, uh, mm-hmm. referred to Tame Impala as they, as if it wasn't just Kevin Parker. Um, did I do and that? Then, I don't think no, I you did. did that. Good. No, you, no, didn't, you were did. very good. You, did. you were very good about uh, you know the singular. You okay. know, I'm talking about you know, Kevin. And, and,
2: and I didn't think you necessarily would but I just know a lot
1: of people <laughs> do that. hmm Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was a good one. And then the last one, uh, which you also got here, was uh, Speak French. So that was oh. an awesome one. <laughs> um, the ones that I wrote for you, uh, first one is, say that something is the best or greatest ever. So like use some kind of a hyperbole like that. Mm-hmm. You did not get. Mm-hmm. Um, use an onomatopoeia you got. Uh <laughs> Talk about your middle school music taste. You did not get. say <clears throat> experimental. You did not get. Uh, recite lyrics. You got. Uh, mention a band you used to be in. You got. Uh, <laughs> refer to an album made post-1990 as a record. You did not get. Um, use the phrase ahead of its time. You did not get. Mention pop music. You got. Uh, or did Schultz do that one? I forget. I think you did that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Name a specific guitar. You did not get. Uh call something cliche you did not get um say the word drink you got use the phrase vintage you did not get uh mention disco uh, i think i gave that one to schultzy that was mm-hmm. the one yeah baby uh talk about jazz you did not get say mainstream you got say psychedelic you did not get i was really oh, hoping for that su- one.
3: yeah i'm surprised i didn't say that one
1: Yeah, I was I put that on there. I was thinking about putting like trippy or something too. But (laughs) yeah, psychedelic and then uh, end a sentence with the phrase I don't know you did not get so uh, actually really good job.
3: Wow. My gosh, this was so much fun.
1: Yeah, well, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I hope it was not too rigorous of a uh, hazing ritual for you here i i know uh, our hr department would get mad at us for that but uh <laughs> <Yes>. you know <laughs> i had a lot of fun too and i uh I'm, I'm glad to have you here at redefining records you're uh you're gonna be covering the uh what like geopolitics and a military <laughs> hardware beat is that is that it
3: oh yeah yeah um <laughs> oh my god schultz yeah he did brief me on that And I'm excited to bring what I have to the table. And
2: we have high expectations. We expect perfection.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I nothing but nothing but here at uh, at Redefining Records. Um, That's (laughs) awesome, guys. Um, Be sure to check out RedefiningRecords.com for all these wonderful articles that we have uh, referenced here. Give us a follow here on uh, Spotify or Apple or whatever you use. Follow Schultz's podcast too. Sounds for thought. Um, follow me on Instagram. I'm Delta Dagger Music. Follow Redefining Records on Instagram. Uh, follow Emily. See Emily play. What? Uh, how do you how do you spell that again, Emily?
3: So it's C with E, like three E's, and then Emily play with three Y's.
1: Nice. I love it. Well, cool. That uh, that about wraps it up for this week here, guys. Um, we will see you with another episode in two weeks. Peace.
3: Bye.
2: This has been a Redefining Records production. Production,